Hello and welcome to Money Chill Out, the podcast to get inspired and feel good about your money. I'm Marika Fino, a woman in my 30s, ex-trader in the city of London, yoga teacher and owner of my financial empowerment business. On this podcast, I want to open up the discussion around money and investments and dive into personal finance management, which can be a great liberator, but also a huge stress factor in our lives. Every other week, I'll be joined by guests for conversations on money, mindsets, investment habits, and any best practices they abide by. So join me on this journey as we unpick the complexities of finance and get more comfortable talking about our money. You too can get financial peace of mind and it starts with empowerment and knowledge. Let's go. Hi, Ma. How are you? Hi, Marika. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. <laughs> nice. I'm super happy too. So for the people listening to us, we actually have so many similarities. We both own a financial empowerment business. We used to be traders in London. And we now live in Lisbon, so definitely we had to meet somehow. <laughs> so you're a coach and you're focusing on exploring the inner relationship to money. And we're actually now business partners because we've created a female investment group together. And I'm so pleased about it. And um, yeah, anything that you want to add? Uh, no, I just think it's really exciting that we're on this journey together, that we met. And um, I feel like now we're bringing both of our different gifts into this female investment group together and I'm excited for where we'll go now <laughs> yeah yeah so excited too <laughs> so many possibilities that's amazing so you're focusing on the inner relationship to money can you tell us why do you think it's so important yeah so a little bit about my story I was a trader in London and I started realizing that it wasn't fully aligned with my values I was making money but not from something that felt aligned with me of what I wanted to do in the world And so I started realizing that it's so important to understand our relationship with money because that's the bottom line of where we're making money from. It doesn't matter how much we're making if we're not making it in the right place. So I think there's something called healthy money or regenerative money of how it's coming in and how we're using it. And so I started seeing, it was actually through my thesis at Schumacher College because I left finance, went on the spiritual journey, did a master's and created a community currency in Brazil. And in that community currency, we really empowered the local community. We really got like the knock-on effects of that. But I realized underlying it wasn't about the money or the notes and coins we were using, but about how people relate to money. And that's the aspect that then came through. And that's how this work was born. It's not, you know, we can use a piece of paper, we can use the US dollar, we can use Bitcoin, crypto, whatever it is. But if we don't change the way we relate to it, we have the same patterns coming up. And so that's where this inner relationship to money work um, came from. Super nice. <laughs> and you link money as well to self-care. Can you expand on that? Yeah, actually, it's interesting. I had a dinner last night with Paolo. He started Value Flow. And we had a whole chat about this where he said that money was invented the same time as metrics were invented, you know, like meter and like all of this. But it was actually the measure for value. And you know, when you say value, inner values and value of money, value, it's the same value. And so what we, I started seeing is that through all the work I've been doing with women and clients, that a lot of times the amount of money they were receiving was very much linked to their self-value. 
And for me, the bottom line for that is self-care. And especially as women who are so giving, who have families, so many roles they play, if they're not taking care of themselves, we're undervaluing that. And on another level, a bit deeper, women haven't been in the economic system for so long, right? Like a lot of our maybe mothers or grandmothers were not working for money per se. You know, they were probably in care positions or taking care of the home or whatever. And so it's like women are not in the system so much for so many years around money and the conversation. And I started just seeing that this self-care aspect and value was so linked to money and so many kind of aspects of this. And so it's kind of like the, I would say the subtler layers of that work that goes through as we understand it really boils down to this. Amazing. Love that. Yeah. And so in this inner relationship to money, what are the main areas you need to be mindful of? And it's really the brain and the body, the two aspects. And I know because we've been working together that you often speak about ancestor stories and money memories, money experiences, and, and even beliefs, how everything is linked. Yeah. So I feel, and because I work a lot with women, but going back, a lot of times women are like fighting, let's say, the paradigm or they want to do new things, you know, or like I can speak for myself, for example, I, I felt like I was hitting a glass ceiling all the time. You know, I couldn't really move from a certain position. And as I started digging back, you touched upon it, like my ancestor's story, you know, the memories, I realized that my great grandmother had bound feet in China. So her feet were, were tied when she was two years old. So she couldn't walk, she couldn't move. And I realized in this, it was like my feet were bound. Like I did not have the ability to move beyond that. And then on more of a physical level, I would say that, I mean, a lot of the kind of emotional work or the spiritual work around it, for lack of a better word, I would say it looks at seven generations behind and seven generations ahead. And, you know, on some level, it seems like woo-woo, you know, like, okay, the generations. But we were in our mothers when she was in our grandmother because the ovaries were already there. So technically, we were feeling everything our grandmother was feeling. So if she was feeling fear, scarcity, like a lot of us in Europe, for example, went through after the world wars, this is ingrained in us. You know, we have this in ourselves. In Asia, like my grandfather, he fled China before the Cultural Revolution. So of course, there's this refugee. You know, all of these aspects are something to take into account. So sometimes when we are trying to move out of patterns or beliefs, it's actually stronger than us. It's beyond us. Because these are ingrained in our ancestors' stories. And so what I really believe is, number one, having the understanding. Number two, feeling it in our bodies. And then also integrating all these stories. Because if we're not aware of this, sometimes we are actually acting, not out of our own scarcity or fears, but that of our ancestors that are working through us. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much for your story. I didn't know about it. It's beautiful. Mm. And so... Because you've worked a lot with women, what are the money blockages they experience in general? I mean, I would say to receiving. <laughs> women are really good at giving. They're really good at giving care. But when it comes down to receiving and asking for their value, it is so hard for them. I feel like they're blocked around this, like asking for payment, saying their value, you know, believing in it. And I'm not a person who is like manifest, manifest, ask for this amount of money. Like, I really feel like you need to feel it, you know? And so it's a process of really embodying this. And I just see that for women, it seems so easy to give, but when it really comes down to the receiving part, there's something there often to look at. So 
Yeah, no, and I totally agree with you. I think, as you said, maybe because we haven't been raised in that way, it's way harder. That's why exactly you need to break the pattern first, being aware, but then as well, breaking free. Yeah. And then, of course, of the work we look at, right? Investments, like even knowledge around finances, you know, it's such a narrative that women or the conversations had with men, you know, or women are pushed aside or you're a young girl and this is not for you. You know, all of these old lagging things, I think we need to kind of unblock for women, you know, to to believe that they can invest to make it easy to to kind of empower that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So once you've acknowledged that actually you have blockages, because that's the step number one, (laughs) sometimes we don't even know we have something that blocks us. How can you break free from the past and yeah, go forward and grow? Yeah, for me, the, the first thing is really the acknowledgement, the integration of it, you know, because once we understand it, it's like we need to integrate it. You know, cognitively, we can understand it, but our body needs to feel it. We need to get prepared. And that takes time. I feel that, how do I say, it? you know, the masculine world we live in, like we're do, do, do. I, I always like, like to look at it as nature. You know, we plant a seed. And then we water it, but we don't yank the seed to grow. You know, we don't, ah, and I feel like this in life, we've become so accustomed to doing, to, to getting things, and we haven't nurtured that feminine aspect. And I feel like that nurturing is the time we need to integrate it, you know? And it's hard for me to kind of put words on it, but when I'm in the coaching group, all the women kind of feel, you know, it's it's that other aspect of of really acknowledging, feeling, like going through our bodies, you know, allowing it. I think that basically without going in, without feeling, we don't break through it, you know? So it really takes that inner work of understanding, integrating it and taking radical self-responsibility, I would almost say, you know, for ourselves, for our choices. But it's only when we diagnose that we can actually do that, you know? And I always say it's without judgment because everyone has their own stories. But once we can diagnose it, then we can address it and actually move forward from there. So... And I really like the image of the tree. It really talks to me. <laughs> so that's great. What about emotions? And in terms of mindset as well, how can we live in abundance? Yeah, I would say for me, well, I've been on a whole spiritual journey, but I'm not the manifest, you know, spend your money. Actually, I find it a bit almost dangerous. I've worked with women who have done that, who got completely in debt, you know, who spent, they said, oh, if I believe the money comes, I coached another woman who joined another group and she came back to me and she said in that group, they were telling all of us to tell our clients to use a credit card to pay for our expensive course because you need to invest in yourself and you need to take up debt to believe in yourself. And and I just like, you know, something doesn't resonate with me there, you know, and I don't really believe in like, you know, I feel like, of course, if someone wants to use a credit card, it's their choice, you know, and we have our own opinions about it maybe. But, (laughs) (laughs) But what I would say is that, I love to think of it like nature. We've become so transactional in our societies, right? Like you give me this, I give you that. But nature is not like this. Nature is abundant, right? The sun shines on everyone, the water, it doesn't go, oh, charge me for the apple or, you know, like, and I feel like that's the mindset to shift towards a bit more, you know, the trust in life, the belief that everything will be taken care of, you know, the belief in in your abilities. Because I think it's a mix between you stepping forward and life taking care of you. You know, I don't believe that you can just sit there and visualize and manifest that life you want, right? And it's also about taking actions in the right ways. And so for me to get the mindset, the emotions, and then the abundance, it's all about inner alignment. It's alignment with yourself. It's alignment with what you're doing and it's alignment with what you're doing in the world. And I think that's when true abundance comes because when money just comes, 
it doesn't mean anything if you're making it in a way that doesn't feel aligned with you. But when you're doing your purpose and not earning money, that is also not healthy, right? So it's about that inner alignment with abundance. And I think a lot of times us who, who've grown up in Western society or where it's quite transactional, if we go back to nature, we can learn a lot. When, when we plant our own seed, food, you know, when we open up like a papaya, like if you cut it open, has countless amounts of seeds, you know, to plant so many more papaya trees, there is abundance inherent in life. We've just kind of become very, you know, cutting it down, like compartmentalizing it. And I'm not saying that we have infinite resources, like that's another conversation, but I really feel that there's, there's a mindset shift that we can really go to that then allows us to, to tap into that flow of least resistance, I would almost say. For me, it's the, the flow of the feminine that we're a bit missing in, in our society today. Yeah. And I like the fact that it goes back to basics and trust and like deep feelings or deep emotions rather than, yeah, what is just transitory in a way. Yeah. You know, like I was talking to Nouriel Rubini, he predicted the crisis. He's, he's Dr. Doom of 2007 and eight, they termed him. And he wrote this book last year, The Economist voted, I think the number one book, 10 mega threats or something. And he talked about it. He said, you know, we all know billionaires who've got so much money, but they're inherently not happy, you know? And he spoke to Esther Perel and it was so interesting when we chatted about it because he was like, it's all about relationships. We thrive as humans in our relationships. We thrive in connections, you know? And I think, and she went down to even exploring it saying, when you're on your deathbed, were you loved and did you love, you know? Beyond the woo-woo of love and, you know, but really I think the human connections are what give us that feeling of abundance, that aliveness, you know, that we're really all searching for. Mm, no, it, it speaks a lot to me. <laughs> and there's another thing that I noticed working with women is that the more I speak with them, the more I realize actually a lot of them are not inspired by money or not interested in the money subject. So how can we stop avoiding that key subject? Yeah, I think there's two parts. One, it's women are not as driven to make money, right? A lot of times it needs to be aligned with your core purpose. So in the work that I always do, I'm saying, what is your core purpose? What is your alignment? Because then you're driven for it, you know? Like a lot of times you need that purpose, you need that drive, you need that passion to fuel you, you know? On the other aspect, I think that we need to also not bypass it, you know? Is there maybe avoidance from money, you know, around the topic, right? And then it's something to address to really open up to understand why. And a lot of times from what I've seen, it's been, for lack of a better word, but traumas or being told like, you're not clever enough or, you know, and that comes back. And then we keep ourselves small in that sense of, oh, I'm, that's not my place. I'm not supposed to know that, you know, let me hand that off to my brother or my husband or my father. I mean, we were talking about it. I think it's like to 80% of the, the meetings that are women's, right? They send their brother, father or male figure to, to represent them in the finances. And unbelievable. Yeah. And I think it boils down to these narratives, but also at the same time, I don't feel like we can blame ourselves for this because we haven't been part of that conversation. We haven't been part of that ecosystem for generations, you know? And so I feel like it's just a healing path we're in to allow, to give the space and the flow for, for us to step up in that. And we both know as well that if more money and landed in the hands of women, we'd have much better financial decisions. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. So looking at women's needs, what's your way of, of doing to focus on that? I mean, 
I think we both know it, but when we did, for example, I loved doing the female investment group together. And when one lady came up with the future female fund, right? She took care of her needs, which was a fund just for herself to take out time when she has children or to take out time. You know, I think we have different needs in the sense of we have different trajectories of life, right? Until I had my son, I was super feminist. You know, I was like, we are equal. And then I gave birth and I was like, mm, we're not. <laughs> I could not move. <laughs> you know, And I was the one breastfeeding. And, you know, there's certain topics that then I started reassessing that, you know, and I started questioning, well, there are different needs and there are different roles. And I started understanding the roles from the past. So I do believe we're going through such shifting times in society, right? That there's not the scripted out roles, male, female, this, that, you know? So I think more than anything, we need to look at our own individual needs, right? And our own like trajectory of life and each person's, I would almost say, focus for that. And women definitely have different choices they would make, you know? They probably want to take out time when they have their kids, or you don't know what kind of a mother you're going to be, what kind of a woman you're going to move into, or there's so many... I would say facets to being a woman. That's why in the work I do, we also look a lot about the archetypes of a woman. You know, what kind of where on your rites of passage journey you're on, what you're currently embodying, because we do play different roles. You know, you are the mother, you are the partner, you are the businesswoman, you are so you're the friend, you're so many different aspects. Plus, you're probably the lover and the this and that. And so I think it's it's a very, I think, almost important topic to to address and then also to align our lives with that. I totally agree. So question of alignment. (laughs) So that's one of your key purpose. And I really like it because I'm super strong as well on being aligned. What does it mean? Well, for me, it's really aligning. Well, there's always, you know, your thoughts, what you think, what you say, and how you act, you know, for me, that's the inner alignment, but that comes through, I would say from your, like your spiritual work, meditation, you know, um, really understanding it because our, all of that kind of works out into the world, right? So it's it's really kind of this alignment. But then once we do get there, especially for me around money, so once we are aligned with, okay, where's our money coming from? Are we making money from something we love to do? You know, is that our purpose? How is it entering our system? And then that's where our work comes in, which was the next step for me. It's like, how are you investing that? How are you taking care of that future alignment for you? You know, because for me, it's, it's inner alignment and outer. And I almost find it hard to separate spiritual and material because we do live in a spiritual material world. The two are together. But for me, it's bringing that alignment together, you know, bringing your inner needs and your outer needs to that full frame, you know, because definitely, and um, I started writing a little bit. I mean, for lack of a better way of saying it, but I went from finance, you know, making all the money to then almost rejecting it because of my experience. And I would almost say spiritually bypassing, you know, like trying to bypass the material world to say, oh, I'm spiritual now. But that's also not right because we still live in a world where we deal with money. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I would love to live in a world where we didn't have money, you know, but we do. And so the question then is, how do we align those, you know, to, to be coherent for ourselves? And I like the um, one image that you often take is the, the pipe system in a house. So on the saving or the investment side, you want your money to flow and you want every single penny to have a job. So for that, you need the right foundations. And what are they? Yeah. So for me, how I always see it, like you're saying, it's like a house, you know, and the foundations are just 
all my work is, okay, we look at the the kind of where you are emotionally, you know, but we also look at where you are in your numbers. <laughs> so where you are financially, which is what is your current budget, you know, without really judging it. Okay, where are you? You know, do you have debt? What is your net worth? Or, you know, what is that? Just laying it all out because a lot of women don't even want to look at their bank accounts. They don't even know what's in there. It's like, and the more we shove that, I always say under the carpet, you know, we're just like, I don't want to look at it. It keeps us up at night. You know, that is like, it keeps growing, you know, and okay, maybe the number is not great when you look at it, but at least you know it, right? At least there's clarity there. And that's step one. So before you can even build anything, we need to know clearly what it is. And then for me, we build the house. Like you were saying, I always see it as the pipes, electricity. Okay. How is it flowing? Because if it's not there, it can't have the direction. I say this to so many women that I coach. Also, a lot of women start out, you know, receiving, for example, opening up their companies and they don't, they're too scared to whatever, you know, it, it takes a jump, right. To open up an actual company, to open up activities, to stop paying an accountant, you know, you're having overhead, but you're sending out that message that you have the pipes ready to receive that flow. If you're constantly just taking cash and pocketing it, that those pipes are not there. So the money cannot flow in. And that's what I really feel. It's like we build the structures and the foundations for it to flow. And it's the same with the investments. You're building that trajectory of, okay, where does it want to go to make it then work for you? Hmm. So it's really about goal-based and then looking at the strategy and then putting everything into place so that it's all automatic. And on top, there's no mental charge, which we're pretty pleased <laughs> about. Yeah, cool. One question, what does money mean for you? So many people have their different associations with it. And definitely when I was young and I started in finance, money for me was freedom. I thought, you know, when I had a lot of money, I could do whatever I wanted to do. But then when I was earning the money in finance, I was working so hard that I had so much money that I didn't even know what to do with the money, you know? And I was like, oh, so it's not freedom. <laughs> and for me now, it's really about possibility. It's about creation. It's you know, I really believe that money can be put to higher values. Like there's two parts of it, right? We can use it for greed, scarcity, fears, you know, perpetuating unhealthy things in the world, or we can really use it as a resource or as an energy, as an ability to create the things we believe in. And for me, that's what I'm seeing as now this potential, this potential of creation, this potential of putting into existence, you know, things that we really believe in that, that we want to bring into the world. And then it's also possibilities to that, you know, and, and just aligning, yeah, aligning with, with that kind of expression. And I would almost say that, you know, there's a whole topic of money and time, you know, so decoupling that as well, you know, money versus time, like when you're working, you know, the hourly thing. So, so that's kind of a new momentum it's been going to that money does not equal time. You know, how do we perpetuate out of this? And, and actually enter new, new realms of, of creation, of creativity, of, of, I would say, abundance, for lack of a better word, but with money, you know. So. Mm -hmm. And I like the fact that you say to be inspired by your money, because the more you inspire, the more you would want it. Um, so it's really about receiving, as you said, which was one of the key blockage. And then, yeah, when you're inspired, you really want to do well, and then... Yeah, you much more align and then the money comes. I mean, it's a bit simplistic, but still it, uh, it works. <laughs> so let's talk about your investment portfolio now. So it's a question I often ask the people I interview just to open up and, and get inspired. 
because you're super focused on the environment, so you lived in a community for a few years in Brazil, what does it look like? It shifted over the years for sure. <laughs> I could definitely <laughs> see when I, when I left finance, I had a lot of investments that were not fully aligned with me, I would say, almost in commodities that I wouldn't necessarily invest in right now, you know, also companies that I don't feel feel aligned with me. It was also a big topic for me to open up my pension fund, I would say, and to really see where it's being invested, you know? And so I would say I'm still on a journey. It's a constant journey of alignment, but it definitely has become much more of an alignment with the inner and the outer. Like I, I did a, quite a few investments when I was traveling into small like projects, you know, like in the eco villages, supporting people who are really focusing on their mission. And I would love one day, it's still like a bit of a dream of mine that I was discussing yesterday, why, you know, people invest in big, you know, VCs or, you know, versus small projects, because I feel that there's so much creativity on the ground of individuals who are, it's almost like microfinancing, I would say, who have very little, you know, that they need to really start up and go. And, um, and I had supported quite a few things like this at some point, because my journey took me on that route, you know, where I was seeing like, wow. There's so much creation in the world that on some level, I wish we could funnel more of the resource. We know there's resources. We know there's creation to funnel more of them there, you know? And then I have a little bit in different asset classes, like equities that I believe in and crypto too. <laughs> so. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> so every so often as well, you host a money game. Can you tell us a bit more about it? Sure. I was inspired through my journey and also through Findhorn's community in, um, in the north of Scotland. And the whole idea about it is to discover your relationship to money. So we play with it. So we look at, and you, you have skin in the game. So you come with actual money to play the game. And you look at how you receive money, how you spend money, how you interact with it. And every time I open it, people are like, mm, mm, mm. and by the end of it, it's just your own money story that, be that becomes married for you. And I recently did it at Kinnernet, this unconference conference. And most of the people were either investors or startups or VCs or, you know, and it was just so interesting how everyone was thinking. And then there was an artist and, you know, and so you could see that individual mindsets were coming out because some person saw it from scarcity. The other person saw it as investing in someone through abundance. And so I just believe that in putting us together into this game, it's like we have a loop. We amplify everything that is happening. And then we allow it to kind of, you know, come out and create like for us to see. And then it's, of course, up to us to then work on it and to integrate it. But I love it. And I've done it so many times and also here, here in Lisbon. And it's just a really fun way to, to discover our relationship with money, because I know it's such a taboo and hard topic to get to, you know, and, and for many people, you say it and you're like, oh, I don't want to address it. But I feel like there's a way to do it where, and I've been trying to do it where we can hold each other's hands, you know, where it's, it's a fun way, a light way to slowly engage with that topic, you know, and to allow yourself to, yeah, just to, to unpack it slowly for yourself. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be horrible, but it's definitely something we all need to, to look at in one way or the other. No, but I love the concept and um, yeah, I, I definitely want to go one day. Let, let's see when, but yeah, it's something that I'm, I'm just super curious. <laughs> super cool. So last question, how can people reach out to you and maybe get inspired by your story and want to work with you? 
I have um, Instagram, Mar Michelle Heusler, my website, LinkedIn. Um, I can send them to you if you want to post them. And of course, there's our female investment group as well. So it'd be so wonderful to, to share that with more women and men are starting to knock on the door. So, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. Word of mouth is spreading fast. That's super cool. Thank you so much, Mar. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing all your insights, all of the work that you're doing. Clearly, that's, um, you know, there's so much more things to do that, yeah, really important subject. And um, yeah, thank you so much for putting examples and, and making it like really alive kind of. So yeah, thank you so much and uh, speak to you soon. Thank you for having me. <laughs> ciao, ciao. So at the end of this episode, I hope you're as enthusiastic as I am. You can find the notes and the key takeaways on my website at maricafino.com. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe and spread the word. Thank you.